Pod Mod Bods. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Podular Modcast. Today's going to be a little bit different in that it's a non-mod pod, uh, which has which means it has nothing to do with synthesizers really. But over the last few months, I have uh, been telling you guys about a charity that I've aligned myself with called One Million Tampons. It's here in Seattle, and it's a, an organization to try to get homeless women uh, necessities for when they are having their period. And if any of you are cringing at this talk when you hear me say period or uh, tampon, uh, then this episode is for you. Um, this is kind of part of their movement, is to destigmatize this very natural process that without, none of us would exist. Um, I also want to remind everybody that we're having a One Million Tampons uh, event fundraiser or tampon raiser. Um, Sunday, June 16th, that's this weekend, uh, it's going to be Waffles. And it's going to be Bloody Marys and karaoke. But to open up the whole thing while people are eating their waffles, we're going to have three modular performances by me, Giselle Garcia on our Bukla Music Easel, and Cindy Reichel of Patchworks. Um, so if you're in the area, please come and help out and uh, eat some waffles. And uh, if you're not in the area, go to check out, go to onemilliontampons.com to check out what they're up to and see how you can help. Um, to keep it somewhat in the rails of synthesizer stuff, I uh, the other night I tried to make a, a reggae patch <laughs> on my uh, on my modular setup and I failed miserably. But what I did make was really really weird and wacky and fun. So I figure I will uh, I'll play that for you at the end. Um, yeah, so let's get into this talk with Karina and Melanie of One Million Tampons and. Uh, yeah, let's listen to some music at the end. All right, we're rolling. So I'm sitting with Melanie Granger, and I'm going to try. <laughs> Karina Lukenbach. Perfect. Awesome, awesome. Um, and you two, uh, I don't know, how do you say it? Run a charity? How do you run a charity? You. Um, we can say we run a campaign um, that you can put into a charitable organization uh, category. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, like Karina, I like Karina's face on that one. <laughs> in which we we consider ourselves a charitable organization because we collect from our community menstrual product. Um, uh, we take all kinds from pads to tampons to cups. Um, and we distribute throughout Seattle to different organizations. Okay. So, um, yeah. Yeah, we're not a nonprofit. It's so not beholden to any raising amount of money or anything. The money we raise is really just to cover operating costs and okay. to have like extra money for product when people ask us for things specifically like menstrual cups. Okay, I want to I want to get into the nuts and bolts of all that. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm going to take a little note because I want to talk about that. Um, but let's get to know you two first a little bit. Um, uh, where are you? Are you both from this part of Seattle? Um, and how did you meet? And then, how did you guys decide to join forces? That's okay. a big question. So we can <laughs> we can work. work so there's like a couple of portions to this of how we met. And um, so I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan. Okay. Um, I've always kind of tapped into or been involved in philanthropic work throughout communities from where I've lived. Mm -hmm whether it's working with children, early education, or doing um, homeless outreach work. And I've been in, in Seattle for three years, hopped over from Austin, Texas. Oh. Um, 
during my work, ended up going to an amazing breakfast cafe up the <laughs> road from from where I live called the Emerald Bird. Uh-huh. And it was my first time. I had a sandwich called the Sandy. This is kind of <laughs> like my side uh-huh. of where it really began. And I got called in by a client to come to their house early. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I just put in my order to my sandwich. I said, I'm going to be right back. <laughs> Hold this sandwich. I'm this coming back, truth. but I got to go to work right now. <laughs> so like six hours later, I call and I said, you know what? I'm not going to be able to make it. Hold that sandwich. Oh, my God. And then there's all these <laughs> notes like to each other. Like there's this lady. She couldn't have her sandwich. She already paid for her sandwich. <laughs> She's going to come back tomorrow. She didn't want a refund. She just really yeah, wanted she the just sandwich. had to leave. Yeah. And they're just like, why wouldn't you just take the refund? I'm like, no. I just... <laughs> I, I like that you called back six hours later. You know, I don't think I'm going to be able to get that sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and so for three, this went yeah, on for this three went on days. For days. Oh my god! <laughs> three days, and then I finally went out. I was like, Oh my god! Thank you so much. Can I finally get that sandwich? Yeah. I've been waiting on, and I finally I got to meet Karina. Mm. Um, and our boys actually really tied us all in together. Okay. Um, so we have two amazing sons. One Atlas. It's Karina's son, and he is four and a half, and then my son is seven, Taj. Okay. And they connected and thus brought on our connection. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I had some close friends as a child who, my, you know, my mom was best friends with their friends, and I'm still friends with them today, so that's, that's pretty. It's so amazing yeah. when you can have a bond with another parent mm-hmm. yeah. and then be able to, like, your kids have, a, like, a good connection, and then you have, it's, like, gold. Yeah. You're like, yes! Yeah. Golden, like, yes! Keep that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, actually, one of uh, my friend Jared, uh, he taught me how to ride a bike without training wheels, and oh. he was one of my groomsmen at our wedding, so, yeah. Oh. Um, so everybody wants to know, now that we've heard this story, how was the sandwich? <laughs> Man, the Sandy sandwich is so good, and oh I suggest God. everyone try it. Um, I'm like, who is this woman <laughs> calling every day? What is happening? And because of a sandwich and three days long of communication <laughs> with the staff, thus we've had we've been friends for the last couple of years and been ongoing, and all of our work and our community work has been intertwined together. Okay. And so, yeah. And and so Karina, you run the Admiral Bird. Yeah, that's my cafe. Yeah. Okay. And how long have you been doing that? Five years now. Okay, because that's kind of uh, that's one of the spots of West Seattle. It's <laughs> the spot. It's, yeah, oh my. for sure. Oh jeez. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's it's nice. it's definitely a well-known, well-respected place. And what's I think what's super interesting is it's a coffee shop slash flower shop, right? Yeah, that so is confusing <laughs> for a lot of people d- the first time, and they're like, what is this place? <laughs> you know, I was kind of confused by it as well, but when I went in, it made sense. Yeah. You know, like when you're there, it's it's a good vibe. And the the yeah. mix, right? Yeah, it's such yeah. a lovely mix. Yeah, and you know, it's got a nice sit-down area. You can look at beautiful plants, and if you go in there for plants, who doesn't want a coffee, you know? So yeah, having <laughs> the fl- sharing the space with the flower lab has just been wonderful, and I just think every business should have a flower shop in it because it's just, <laughs> it makes the vibe so. You're like, oh my gosh, people buy each other flowers still. <laughs> yeah. That's so lovely. And there's fresh flowers yeah. daily throughout the cafe, yeah. which is always that's, uplifting. Yeah, that's a nice and there's petals thrown out. I know. <laughs> It's, it's dreamy. <laughs> so, so, uh, what? I- what's uh, a little of your backstory then? Are you are you from Seattle or did you come from another? No, city? I'm um I'm a Ballard Beaver. Okay. I <laughs> I've I've grew up in Seattle. I moved away for ten years. I 
went to college in Santa Barbara and actually had a radio show called Feminine Napkin, and I was DJ Kotex. <laughs> sort of like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's awesome. laying a little nugget for the future. Uh-huh. Um, and then I moved to New York, and then I moved back to Seattle, and I've just been in my little, like, West Seattle hometown okay. ever since. All right. Yeah, my family migrated from Ballard to West Seattle in 92. Okay. And so... That's quite a migration here in yeah. Seattle. Uh, yeah. For people who don't know <laughs> Seattle very well, it's uh, it seems like the neighborhoods are almost like separate countries. And totally. people rarely leave their... I think of <laughs> them as boroughs, yeah. like in New York. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there. it's... I mean, I, I haven't been to New York, but I feel like there's... I feel like our geography, our physical geography, kind of like... Limit, locks, us. locks us into yeah. our spot and, and it's almost what makes our neighborhood south park so cool um totally it's kind of it's almost it's almost kind of a pain in the ass to get to <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe that'll keep some people out um but speaking of south park that's how i i f- uh, found y'all and yeah. um right. I, I was gonna i might just set up the story in the intro but it, i just thought it was it was it was weird because i was really looking for some the, the, the homeless problem was really eating at me and just giving $5 here or there to, you know, a random homeless person on the street wasn't really, I mean, that made me feel good about helping that one person, but it, it wasn't helping the whole thing. And right. here I am living in a, you know, in, a, in a nice warm apartment and, you know, driving past these, these, you know, camps every day. Yeah. And it's, it was, uh, yeah, so it was something that with the podcast, I figured I had, you know, some, some outreach and, and how could I try to help with this? And I was down at Seattle Light, which is a little brew house in in South Park, and I was uh, I was talking to Dan, the owner, about this, what I just mentioned, but I was also saying that I was interested in the South Park Hall, which I thought that was very strange that I happened to be talking about the two things because <laughs> he told me, well, you know, the people who run South Park Hall have a charity that helps homeless people, and that's kind of how. We uh, we ended up connecting, and I just thought that was a cool little universe. Right. Like wish granted. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 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 it <was really> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so let's 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 dive into. I do want to hear like how you two decided to to work together. Like like so so Melanie, you have a you have a a past in working with with outreach and charity right. and helping with homeless people. Yeah. Um, was it was it your idea or was it kind of it was a collective idea we like none of this has been like one-sided at all as mm-hmm. we've kind of gone through this journey um i have a band called push for love you know and then karina has the south park hall space and we wanted to come together and create an event where we can give back to the community and we thought that we would start off with the love fest which included um the entry was to bring in a toiletry item, socks, tampon, of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my band performed, and uh, we had other local bands who signed up to be a part of the the project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it turned out really, really well. Um, I would let Karina elaborate <laughs> a little bit on it, because she, she has a better story than well, I do, um, kind of wrapped around it, but... <laughs> So yeah, we so I just uh, opened up that space in South Park, mm-hmm. and so they, I have a lot of 
open, you know, availability. And yeah. so I wanted to just like do a project and Mel was in a band and I was like, well, what can we do? And it was near uh, Valentine's Day. And I was like, let's like, let's do something that is like so loving and kind, like just really like centered love in the community and, and something about gi somehow giving back. And so we decided to have the love fest and have them just donate tampons and pads because as somebody I'm from Seattle and just seeing all the changes and how drastic, how insane the amount of people living on the yeah. street are. It's just like, you're like, what is happening and how, yeah. and what, and what tools do I have that I can use to do something about it? And having the cafe and having this space, I was like, okay, like, how do I, how do I use these? Cause mm -hmm. also I don't have a ton of time running two businesses. So I was like, how can I just make this an easy like thing to fit into my life? Well, it sounds like yeah. it really fell together pretty organically then. I, yeah. it, I like that it was, it kind of started as an event. So was that just kind of, was it like, so I imagine it was the, the mix of, uh, the success of the event and maybe the exhilaration of it to maybe well, keep going. Well, as we with were as we were promoting the event and mm -hmm. talking about donating tampons and pads to homeless, it just the reaction from people was very shocking. Mm -hmm. They were not ready to hear that mm -hmm. or to have that conversation. And also they were like, well, you know, Pearl Jam's going to raise a million dollars this summer with their concerts. And yeah. so I was like, well, that is wonderful. I yeah. love that Pearl Jam is doing that. That is fantastic. But that is not what I'm doing. And right. that, you know, and, and I really feel like you can be a regular person and still make a difference because I, f I feel like you could just like give up really easily. Uh -huh. You're like, I'm just uh -huh. me and what do I have? But I feel like we all have a piece of the puzzle. That's what really drew like what really like not only was it the connection of just kind of like the, that weird thing that happened at Seattle Light with Dan telling me about it, but it was and, and the connection of being, you know, from the same area of Seattle. Um, but also something that I was struggling with while I was thinking about looking for a charity. It's kind of like, well, yeah, there's the, the Pearl Jam thing. <laughs> so I'm going to be a drop in the bucket. And who, who knows what happens with money? Money, yeah. money is a weird thing. So what really attracted me to what you guys were doing was it was the, the items of necessity. You know, that yeah. that is that that's, it seems that seems like a brilliant way for a grassroots campaign run by, you know, two people who work very hard at it to actually make a difference like that. Uh, yeah, I just have to say, good on you. That's, that's <laughs> kind of genius. And and how did how did, I mean, was it mostly the Pearl Jam thing, or like, was that a very conscious choice to do, items over money? Definitely, because yeah. I wanted like a tangible thing, and I wanted it to be able to be like, going back to like everyone can make a difference. Mm -hmm. Is you can go in and spend seven dollars on a box of tampons, and then you spent seven dollars, or you can go to Costco and spend a few hundred dollars mm -hmm. and get product. And then it's just like you really like you're handing off this actual item and you know exactly what it's going to be yeah, used for yeah. and where it's going. And it's and and it's wonderful in that way. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't go bad. And it's easy for me to, you know, for us to yeah. cart around. Yeah. And it's and and it's weird how weird we are about menstruation. I know. Yeah. I definitely want to get into that. So it's just like I, the more we talked about it and the more we're having the show, the more we're like, you know, we need to keep doing this and mm -hmm. take it further because I don't have a problem talking with it about it, mm -hmm. um, but apparently a lot of people do. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was like, let's just keep doing this. And I posted, a, I was like, Mel, I think we should raise a million. And she was like, okay, that like on yeah. board, like <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're doing, whatever yeah. we're doing. And that I'm was like, okay, so I posted question, a video yeah. and then that video really like sort of okay. took off. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say like the campaign definitely took off on its own. 
And even for us, we were really surprised not only to see the reaction and learn that this is a huge topic that a lot of people have. A, it's challenging for people to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, so even learning about those reactions, kind of jumping into something that we for in our world was normal. Yeah. And yeah. then actually saying, hello, world. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's going on. And people were like, whoa. And we're like, wow, this is wild yeah. to get the reactions that we got. And then. When yeah, we I'm started to wear the buttons, mm-hmm. you know, and get the reactions of people off the streets. And as we actually started to go in and to donate to um, campsites and speak to different organizations that were already doing a, a lot of the work that we are getting into. Um, it was, a, I guess I want to just say it was amazing. And kind of getting back into what Karina said about it challenged people to, like, think. Mm-hmm. You know, it challenged people to question um, about their own security, yeah, uh, yes, their self esteem, um, and question shame and how we think about menstruation, uh, menstrual product, and it being taxed, and all these other things that kind of go along with it. So we kind of fell into something that was like it's almost never ending. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, well, yeah, I got to say, I mean, um, I'm obviously I'm doing this, so I'm I'm not like too terrified of it but but i i am curious to see what the reaction is because this is a show about modular synthesizers (laughs) (laughs) and this is very different but at the same time i'm i don't i don't know but i'm I'm pretty sure that the majority of the people who listen to my show are men and what really stuck out when i'm going through your your website and and hearing what you what you what you guys talk about is it's kind of like hey men you know this is also we're talking to you too and 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 that seems like it's it's kind of a call to action, or, or um, it's what it, what is it called in like the 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 circle of of myths or whatever the Joseph Campbell thing. It's like the the oh. the call to adventure, you know. Yeah. It's it's kind of like um, uh, I don't know. Now I'm now I lost myself because I was trying to think of Joseph Campbell, but it's um, it it is it is it's maybe not scary, but it is strange territory for for men to approach because. And uh, and I understand stigma. that you don't want like misstep also, right. I, th- and that's what, yeah, and that's something I did want to get into <laughs> as well. Yeah, so it's yeah. like there's there's the fear of, but let's let's talk about the fear or whatever <laughs> it is. Where's that fine like line? What, yeah, like what, why 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 is why what so gross? I think is a word yeah, that the, comes the to the a lot factor. of people. Yeah, like gross, but it's such, it's like a natural thing. It's a natural thing. I think it's well, it's something uh, we've been taught. Yeah. It's something that we've taught. We've been taught through media. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, we see it everywhere we go. I mean, we have, for instance, um, I actually, I think when we first met, when when we had our meeting, I told mm-hmm. you I asked my family members a series of questions and my grandma to get their reactions, and it came down to fear. Her mom didn't tell her or teach her. They just placed gave them the tools for them to discover it on their own mm-hmm. or they had to find out because of just mother nature and they were placed in a situation that was very uncomfortable and shaming for them mm-hmm. and they had to find out or learn through their peers. So it's something that I feel like we've been conditioned to learn um, or to feel about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and it's just so common just to make women feel bad about their bodies. Mm-hmm. That is just like the media is like one of their major mm-hmm. <laughs> points is like how yeah. many different ways <laughs> can we make you feel bad about mm-hmm. your natural self yeah well, and to like through media we women are displayed in a certain manner in a way like we're supposed to live up to these standards and 
have this really clear skin and not show any blood or pain <laughs> or, you know, it's something that there's such a disconnection mm-hmm. with it, but it's something that we interact with every day. Um, and unbeknownst to most people, if someone is reacting because they're angry at something that is very valid, mm-hmm. <laughs> they are, they're questioned to be like, are you, on, you must be on your period. <laughs> then, are you yeah. PMSing mm-hmm. or, and then you and I'm get like, murdered. no, yeah. <laughs> it makes me so angry that you asked me that. Uh, uh, it just makes it even worse. But I think that's another thing. Like it makes me as a woman not comfortable to be like, oh, I'm having these pains or this cramp and I can't express that. I can express it to my female friends because they're going through the same thing. But like to the world, like this is something that's going on and we have to hide it. Yeah. Because we've been taught to hide it. Yeah. It's and and as a male, it's, you know, something that like I, I haven't given it a whole lot of thought in the timeline of my life because I haven't had to deal with it. And I think that's, you know, that's that's pretty common for people who don't have to deal with something to not give something a lot of thought. But add on this stigma, you know, I've definitely, you know, growing up, I definitely made jokes and, oh, gross. And like, you know, I have sisters and I would, you know, I would make those jokes. Oh, me too. You know, totally. Oh, definitely. We've all been a part of that. <laughs> yeah. You sure. know, before we understood. <laughs> Hiding <laughs> your tampon, like yeah. s- sneaking it to somebody that needs it and mm-hmm. like being so like in hiding with it have you ever contraband (laughs) been in a situation where you're with a group of friends you make a mistake and drop like a tampon or pad and everyone's (laughs) (laughs) you're like scrambling around like football (laughs) piles to like cover it up and it's like that is how bad it is Mm -hmm. where you're so ashamed where you're like i can't even like i have to hide pulling it out of my pocket and put it into something else if if you if you dropped a band-aid like if you were reaching in your purse to grab a band-aid you'd drop that and no one would even you know bad an eye but mm-hmm. this thing that uh is you know 50 percent of all people mm-hmm. deal with this or and this was something that i read on your site that kind of like really stuck in me and like like made me think about it is the average person who menstruates if you added all the time yeah. up of their life that they did it it's seven years straight that's insane yeah. <laughs> that's it's almost like i always tell people it's like this is why i appreciate appreciate human humanity and how we flow and connect together appreciate the woman we don't get breaks yeah. <laughs> it's like that's the, like for real like we don't get breaks like we have we were placed in this role of responsibility in our adolescence as females to like learn how to cook learn how to provide mm-hmm. um learn how to write a check um and then we grow into this world where we just have to play be in these roles almost kind of lost my thought of where I was going with that, but it was, <laughs> I'll come back to it. <laughs> well, um, it's, a, it's a big topic, and there's a lot of stuff. There's, there's just a lot of stuff going, like, that swirl around it, and, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a weird, it's, it's, it's not a, it's weird that it's weird to talk well, about. Well, it's like, why? Know? And that's kind of what I'm, I'm, that's something Animals that I've been thinking Animals have their periods. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, search the internet for an animal and its period, and you will find no pictures. But you know what? Why don't they? T- why yes. don't we know about that? Why don't our children know about how uh, animals' bodies function? We we do up to a certain point, right? But no one right. ever mentions that, which I think is wild. That's part of nature. Yeah, it's. I'm and and that's you know that's that's one of the reasons that I that I um I mean I I believe in your cause and everything, but I think one of the reasons I think it it might be a good fit for a, a mostly male audience is 
to kind of go back to what you were just saying, you look for those pictures, you don't see it. Why don't we know this? Because it's still not, it's not talked about. And I guarantee there are going to be people who, listeners of my show, who don't finish the episode. Right, or, of course. You know, Aww. or gonna, you know, they're going to be <laughs> like, hey. blood in your face. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I'm going to call you out. But, but, um, that, and, you know, if, if people, if, if anybody listening to this is kind of like, oh, I, I don't like the direction of where you're going, I want you to stick to the synth, yeah. then I'm, I'm sorry, not sorry, because I think what the part of this that I believe in, and, and, it's, and it's a personal journey as well, is, yeah. to, is to just, like, become comfortable with something that is not weird, that has been made weird for weird reason yeah <laughs> it's very I mean, well that and that's why i feel like for all, us like we don't want anybody to feel shame or feel bad and i feel like we're like come join mm-hmm. us like mm-hmm. in this like good time period yeah. party <laughs> like our message and the way we are is just very like celebration celebrate our lives celebrate yeah. each other celebrate our work you know yeah. being inclusive and mm-hmm. just yeah being yeah. totally inclusive and and for really at the heart of this project is we i want to as uh, just eradicate shame that we are all caring about little things that mm-hmm. are burdening you and you might not even realize it yeah, yeah. so it's like a period shame at our bodies but it's something that we all carry shame about something and if you're homeless and you feel ashamed that you're homeless how does that help you to mm-hmm. also feel bad about this position where society just wasn't there for you mm-hmm. and didn't provide you with the help that you needed when you needed it and now you're in this position and you have to feel bad about that on top of everything and it just it doesn't serve you to move on and to like find a different way right. in life to also feel bad so I just want to invite people to to think of things that they are carrying that are shameful that they can just let go of mm-hmm. yeah let's uh, let's go let's get back into the the homeless aspect of it because yeah. and uh, on all because we live in a world of trolls um, yeah. and and <laughs> and also th- it's it's a it's a weird thing because one of my biggest things of my biggest maybe like um I guess insecurities about moving forward and working with you guys mm-hmm. is um, there's this whole like white knighting like you know like this this male feminist thing what like I, I'm not gonna try yeah well <laughs> not even not I'm not worried about what people will think of me from the side of like ooh gross periods yeah. I'm more worried about the super trolls that are like you know like I don't know there's there's this thing of like the white knighting yeah m- male feminist which yeah. is you know, there's there's a w- there's a weird aspect to male feminism. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and I'm not going to be one of those people that says I'm a male feminist. I just I I like just I want to be for people, and yeah. I w- I want to be for personal growth. Yeah. I want to learn more. I feel like I lost the train of thought of what I was trying <laughs> oh, to see, say. It's but happening to everyone. Um, but uh, well, <laughs> I was. Uh, I feel like as long as you're comfortable being uncomfortable and answering hard questions and being like just open. Yeah. That I is think a great that's answer. what matters. Yeah. That is that is a great be open to being uncomfortable. I think that's a huge I thing. I mean, that's yeah. all it is. And that's what we experience every day. You yeah. know what I mean? We are, like I said, in our world, this is a normal topic. But for us to go out and be expressing or rocking our buttons or rocking our shirts or collaborating with other organizations who who want to bring awareness to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we go through the same thing of like, wow, this is scary, but we have to. It's like now we, we don't have a choice. We signed up for something that we truly believe in. And when it comes down to it, like Karina said, eradicating 
shame and these stigmas and these taboos wrapped around things that are completely natural. Mm -hmm. You know, how... We wouldn't how be much, here without it. I was <laughs> going to say, how much better thing. would it be? Like, I heard of people or men who are just like, I'm a feminist, but, <laughs> you know, and it's kind of like, well, honestly, it's really just about you understanding the other person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was, That's yeah. You get, I mean, and typical, typical white cis, cis male turning it around and making it about himself. <laughs> but, um, you know, like you, you, you definitely made me, I was a little, you know, um, uh, you know, I was like a little intimidated and kind mm -hmm. of scared to reach out to you, yeah. um, you know, because of these, you know, like all these weird things that swirl around what yeah. we're talking about. Um, and you guys really made me feel way better because <laughs> you're, because I love your approach to it. You're like, one thing that you really emphasize is people, people, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's, and, and, and what, what kind of started this whole like rambly thing about like trolls and everything let's get back to the homeless aspect of it yeah. I know some people will probably be like they don't need they need food they need shelter what are you doing with this but like well they do need those they things they absolutely do sure. yeah. and this You're is right. something that I've never <laughs> I, out of all the things that I've thought about driving past these homeless camps that never crossed my mind it never once crossed my mind about this but once you brought it up to me it was kind of like oh that's a whole other side of well it. and like the number one thing that menstruating people use when they don't have menstrual products are socks socks yeah and then Toilet sometimes paper. they don't have underwear so they can't use pads and then yeah. sometimes you have religious situations where you don't wear tampons yep. and then and then there's a woman at a bar saying, why are you raising tampons? Why aren't you making everyone use menstrual cups? And I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel kind of awkward about telling other people what they should be using for their body. Yeah. Yeah. But So I want to just provide an array of options and just like, why are there tampons that are have toxic ingredients that aren't good for yeah. our body? Why do we even manufacture that? Why yeah. do those exist? I felt, I felt you pretty know, bad. Like, when, when we first came to meet up, I, I, I brought some tampons, <laughs> and I got into the car with uh, with Hannah. Hannah was pumping gas, and I was like, I'm going to go buy the tampons in the 7-Eleven, <laughs> because that's part of this yes, whole thing. Yes, it's empowering. And yes. I bought scented ones. So let's just put, <laughs> let's just, let's just say right now, don't buy scented ones. Don't buy scented ones. <laughs> They're not meant to go up there. Yeah, okay. that's not good. I, I, yeah, and, you know, it was a moment of learning, though. You well, know? also, like, that was like, for us, is we're like, should we make, like, only bring us organic ones? And I mean, ideally, that would be wonderful. But at the end of the day, uh, whatever tampon or pad is better. Yeah, than yeah. I like I like that. Yeah. Because you know? I could see it getting very like I love Seattle, but I could see it being very Seattle, being like we're doing this, but only organic. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> we just, just want <laughs> we want to be able to have this product accessible, easily accessible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No matter what is so that's why we take we take all whatever we're so grateful for people to continue after this past year to continue to donate mm -hmm. i mean because we're not tied into large companies who are just sending us yeah. things to ship out like this right. is solely the community this is solely your community your neighbors that you see every single day your moms at mm -hmm. school their children their sons their teenagers their dads who are pro you know learning and supporting this campaign and I think that's one of our goals too like challenging I always said like I want to challenge moms and dads to educate their children about not only homelessness but about their bodies mm -hmm. no we're yeah not that's far a apart great aspect that. of what you're doing like yeah. one day you could be in your home and then the next day something can happen to your family and you're questioning whether you're going to be living in your car or going to your aunt or grandma like that can happen to anybody mm -hmm. yeah that's that's what I think a lot of people don't realize and I'm, I'm 
you know, I definitely we all know people who aren't very sympathetic to uh, to the to homeless people, and um, everybody's you know three catastrophic events. <laughs> I feel like anybody in their life is is three catastrophic events away from yeah. being in that situation. You know, like uh, totally, and and I don't think it, uh, people, you know, like we all have these support systems, but what if what if everybody, you know. You, you never know what could happen. It's totally right. possible. Um, and that's something that I've, I've thought about a lot. I wish people could wrap their heads around it. But it is, that's a hard concept to wrap your head yeah. around, you know. And we have a major drug problem. That's the big thing, right? Also yeah. mm -hmm. in our city that needs to be dealt with. Can I say this? <laughs> there, nobody wants it. Okay, so I'm sure everyone's seeing Seattle is dead. Or dying. Oh my dying. God, that was yeah, oh that gosh. was ridiculous. And I believe I, it's a huge thing that no one wants to mention that there is a huge drug issue, mm -hmm. a huge drug issue that no one is touching on. People, we just want to be like, oh, well, some people are making these choices. Well, that's well, yeah. we use that a lot. We say choices or um, it's mental health, but no one is speaking of like, wow, there is a huge drug epidemic right now. Mm -hmm. And most of the individuals, unfortunately, who are out there or in the encampments that are not organized are unfortunately on some type of substance. Yeah. Now, mm -hmm. we're like, we spent all this money on like tiny homes and rebuilding, but obviously that's not the answer. It's right. Yeah. That was something that also stuck in my head that when we, when we first met and we're talking about this was, um, and it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a hard thing to talk about, but having, having an item a necessity for people like it's you don't want to say that you, we, you know better than anybody else but right. if they aren't sound of mind or they do have a serious drug problem they still need this yeah and they'll yes. still use it yeah yes. you know if you give them money who knows where that could go and i guess to a degree it's none of your business where it goes yeah but if you are trying to help you're not going to help by giving the money to buy the next you know, i think yeah something no go ahead i was going to say i think that's something that people should be aware of is that we want as human beings to give to another human being in need necessities mm -hmm. um, or resources mm -hmm. right and have them have those resources easily accessible mm -hmm. because there's resources out there but they don't have the means to get to those resources yeah and that's another issue and so before I I don't want to go into a rabbit hole of many <laughs> issues as connected to those but um, having the resources easily uh, for people to access is huge. Yeah. Um, but I, and I think that does just go back to like eradicating shame and taking shame away from things and being vulnerable mm -hmm. with each other. And, mm -hmm. you know, and that is like, and as soon as we start talking about, about tampons and menstruation, we are in a vulnerable space. Yeah. And this is some of the very, very best conversations have come from this project and working with people yeah. where you know I share that you know I've struggled with mental health issues I take antidepressants I do all this stuff you know I mm -hmm. I'm, um, I'm an alcoholic like mm -hmm. I have these things that I've struggled with and I am willing to be open and talk about what I've gone through in hopes to invite people in to have to be vulnerable with me absolutely and and the more that we can share and the more that we feel safe to ask for help because they're like oh my gosh you showed me this side and you were open and now I can show you something and and like when we're working with the Girl Scouts yeah. and and the leader I was talking to her on the side and she was telling me about how her brother had committed suicide mm -hmm. and then she's crying and then I'm crying and it has nothing to do with tampons right but right. it is this like moment of being seen mm -hmm. and it's 
it's like it's so wonderful that, that I've been able to have these experiences. I think you you really you really hit a nerve there with with yeah, the with vulnerability, openness, mm-hmm. and and um, you know, being willing to be uncomfortable and and go to the places that scare you. That's where like personal growth comes from. So, a conversation. That's yeah, exactly. A conversation about tampons could lead to a profound moment, well, you know, between two people. Yeah, yeah. it does lead. It has led mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. many times situations and long-term connections mm-hmm. and relationships. Yeah, you know. Yeah, let's talk about some of that. Like, what what has been some of the the cool stuff that's happened? Well, as also, a, as what's a lucky? What Mel doesn't get to see as much as I do, being in the cafe. So in Admiral Bird. There's an area where all the, the, t- the donations come to. And so often there's like a wall of tampons and pads just in the cafe. And so that <laughs> automatically uh-huh. generates a lot of discussion mm-hmm. with people. And so uh, so I get to see a lot of like people bringing them in and children bringing them in mm-hmm. and parents, everybody like doing their part. The, the people that bring it in on the regular, they're like, oh, because we're right next to Safeway and we're <laughs> right next to Vent Market. Perfect, and they're yeah. like, oh, I'm just bringing my box this week. And <laughs> yeah. And, like, there was this one mom telling me about her fifth-grade son that uh, used his allowance to go buy tampons for the, you know, he'd never bought tampons before. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, a little revolution. That's cool. A little revolution. (laughs) 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 Well, and that's another thing that I think is so cool. Like, you know, you think of these, like, charities, and that was, again, one of the things that was making me kind of, like, like, how do I approach this, you know? Um, And then to find two people. You know, doing like yeah. this grassroots thing. I'm like, that's that. I'm like, I'm such a like a DIY yeah. enthusiast yeah. And on all you know, music and all aspects. So like, this was just super cool. <laughs> um, how about have you have you have you got to interact with any of the people who are benefiting from your your service? So. Or, or how how I guess how what is that what is that process from you to them? I imagine there's probably some some steps in between, mm-hmm. you know. I mostly we just give to centers mm-hmm. and they distribute them okay. to whoever however they want. Like we'll bring it to the the camp and then we'll just give it to the house cuz I don't I don't know. I feel very like I don't want to exploit anyone mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. I'm just like here and I want to say hi and I want to do yeah. what my part and make you know, people feel comfortable and just have what mm-hmm. they need, but mm-hmm. not be like, I don't want to tramp around somebody's house. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And uh, yeah. What are you <laughs> yeah, supposed to do? Walk <laughs> in and be like, are you enjoying the tampons <laughs> I gave you? <laughs> you know? So, I mean, when we do meet with people or individuals, the cool part about it, we do have people who reach out to us mm-hmm. and thus starts where we are able to cater to the people in need. Mm-hmm. Um, or specifically we have like, we know this group of and so we've been ha- being able to have these meetings with these different organizations like, can I name the organizations? Yeah. Um, like Rewa, you know, or like LifeWire, or um, uh, like New Beginnings. These are very specific organizations mm-hmm. that where we can't just throw them a bunch of stuff. We literally communicate with them to figure out what their needs are at that time, mm-hmm. monthly, or mm-hmm. we try to do it every month. So we can have we can cycle around and give people what they need consistently. Yeah. So we have we do have those moments and as we keep having those individuals or those organizations communicate with us, mm-hmm. that means we're doing our job and that we are catering to specific 
people who need these specific things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, we've only gone into, we understand that we don't have the right resources currently to get more out there and go into the field and into the camps. We do, we do donate to the camps, yeah. Yeah. but we haven't really gone in there. Like second chances, we've gone to a couple of times and we donate to them, um, which is an organized camp, but we know that we need a bigger, better yeah it's more uh, for b just being two people it's just way yeah. easier to take it to centers and be like well, here's ten thousand yeah. tampons <laughs> see yeah. you later that's call me when you run <laughs> out i think i think that's that's a kind of like like i don't know that's a cool aspect of it from yeah. from an outsider i mean i'm sure that's so much there's so much logistical work that you guys yeah. do in the background um but something that something that's i don't remember remember who said it but it was kind of around like when trump was getting elected and i you know just like was really spiraling into a depression <laughs> and, and like felt powerless and um you know had to stop with the facebook wars and um th the most useful thing they like some this this i don't remember who it was but they were smarter than me <laughs> and um they they basically were saying like if you want to make change if you want to have an effect you have to act locally you know like so you start you start <coughs> small how much can you know, and i and i think that comes down like ultimately like not to get yeah. too weird but like in that that happens in you like you got to get try some meditation for a while or something yeah. you know? like, well, like get it and then make your 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 relate your personal relationships and then go out into your community that's right so you guys are almost like this like support system for you're kind of you know going giving a little little bump of help here and there to all these things that are maybe a little bit more bigger and have more resources yeah so you just you've still found a way to be really effective well going back to what Karina said about her being you know a business owner an mm -hmm. entrepreneur um, and living in Seattle like a nine-to-fiver like we are normal hard-working mothers and we go to school and we run our businesses mm -hmm. and we're involved <laughs> in our kids and we take them skating and we arrange play dates uh -huh. and <laughs> it's like it's never ending but we are the change we want to see i know everyone's have has heard that be the change you want to see mm -hmm. and michael jackson said it people are all up in a fritz about <laughs> michael but it's true he said it starts with the man in the mirror mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you have to look at yourself besides just awareness uh and eradicating certain things or shames and taboos and stuff like that um we have to hold ourselves accountable accountability mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean we have to start with ourselves and then when that starts and people see that we're being what we want to see out in the environment you people are like wow yeah that's yeah. how you make change you're the example and if we all took a little a little piece yep. that we could manage that we can fit into our routine then we would yeah. take care of it. Exactly. And I was like, yeah. you know, out of like the whole United States, I really feel like West Seattle <laughs> should be the most liberal place <laughs> in the entire country. You know what I mean? Like we're like smoking dope. <laughs> we're like <laughs> naked in public. We're, we're getting gay married. Like, like let's just do, let's just go all the way. Like let's just be so weird and so liberal <laughs> that like let's be the worst case scenario. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, we're already there. <laughs> you know when you I know, moved we're to handing Seattle. out tampons to people. <laughs> we're just like. Woo. So I was born and raised in Detroit, uh -huh. and then I moved to Orlando, and then I lived in Austin, Texas, or I lived in California for about eight years, and then moved to Austin, Texas, Texas, and moved here. And this was the most. Pro I mean, I was like, this is 
I found my, my heaven. <laughs> I was like, my weird is accepted. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So what I'm doing and how I wear my hair or my pants, and I can dress in REI clothes all year round. Yes. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> People, like, yeah, that's like a fashion statement. <laughs> I was like, this statement. is the most progressive place I've ever been to, and this is where I feel most comfortable and at home. So that you, th- I'm, I'm glad you, you brought that up in, in this aspect because um, to it, it is we live in a bubble, mm-hmm. right? So... Everything we were just saying, I'm all, for, you know, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. You know, I, 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 it, I love being weird in Seattle. What, what do you, like, how do we approach the people who aren't as exposed to all the, the open, um, I guess, quote unquote, what people could say, think was weird? Like, how do we talk to the people um, who are really uncomfortable about this and saying, like, you know, everything that we just said would push them away? You right, know, yeah. like I know it's not our responsibility to right. change their minds, but <coughs> is it worth a shot? And how? And if so, how do we do it? Well, I would first it's a like big to question. say, <laughs> <laughs> I would first like to say something my dad always told me is the proof is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. Some people have heard this, and I believe that you can't, as much as we want to break down things, people who are literary thinkers and... Um, you can't break down like facts are facts Mm -hmm. you know what I mean this is something that you you can fight against but at the end of the day everything that you say or you try to combat or push against it it doesn't change what is real Mm -hmm. and I think that is important for people to know you can say as many mean things as you want but that your wife or your girlfriend she has her period and sometimes she has really bad cramps Mm -hmm. and some it would be nice for you to consider that and try to understand how that works when you want to have a child and plan on that that has to do with the menstrual cycle (laughs) you know you got to think about that you know um most men they step aside and be like well that's just that my job is just to only plant the seed but Mm -hmm. honey no Mm -hmm. you are fully involved in this creation and i think that's another thing people having like you are valued like men women and if there are a lot of men listening to me right now i want you to know that you are valued and we need you as women we need you in our children's lives. We need you to teach our young men and our young girls. It's not just like a woman's job. We, that's why we're flowing together. Mm-hmm. We can't do one without the other. Mm-hmm. Whether it's female, female, male, male, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, and all of the genders in between, the spectrum all, of genders yes. mm-hmm. also. Yeah. Yes. And, I, and when I speak, and thank you, Karina, because Karina always has to. I, <laughs> I, when I speak, I mean, like, she knows I'm just all a ball of love. and mm-hmm. Everyone is in that ball of love. I see you as you who you are, not who you're living with, not who you choose as your sexual partner, whatever, because that doesn't, that, that doesn't determine you as a person and your personality and how you treat people. And that's what I see, and that's what I look at. Mm-hmm. So for people who have an issue with this, you know, that's you know, just do some research, educate yourself. That's really what it is. People, I feel like who yeah. have an issue, they just lack the education and there's ignorance. Around I think it. also perspective change yeah. is like so something that I've I've learned from from my wife Hannah, yeah. um, and then carried over just from, you know, us us talking when we first met. Like I, it, it seriously, I've I've thought about things differently, because of a f- just a few just. Just things you said that kind of made me switch perspective. With mm-hmm. starting with Hannah was, mm-hmm. you know, like she made me kind of aware of like the pink tax, 
You know, why right. is this shit more? Why is a razor made by Bic that's pink more expensive than the blue one? You know, yeah. like that kind of shit. And then why are why is there tax on on you know tampons? That's yeah, and we <laughs> make less. They make things product <laughs> that is for <laughs> women, know, yeah. and we make less, and our product is much more expensive. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, and yeah, there the the whole marketing machine is is definitely. That's that's a whole other topic. I know that's a whole other can of worms. Um, but also going back to people that don't share your view is I I think it's essential to not make each other wrong, but Th- also yes, just like yes. leave an open space for us to live our our lives independently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so just to support support each other, like yeah. you no know, judgment. Like, like you don't you're not wrong for how you're feeling, yeah. and I want to you know I'm open to mm-hmm. like hearing your side and we can have a talk about it yeah and just move on you know I i'm not facts <laughs> facts <laughs> i'm just kidding no but well, no it's absolutely yeah. and, Karina. and i think that that kind of environment opens up the 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 opportunity for someone to maybe get a perspective change so like just, just the like the the fact that is it's just like such a how am i how was i so dumb to not realize this but like without like it's part of the life cycle so yeah. why would that be, sh- you know, like just like something like that made me think about it differently, you know? And we're like not squeamish about seeing blood mm-hmm. yeah, as a like people. A yeah, right. It's you know, we, we pay money to <laughs> yes. see blood splash on the screen all the time. <laughs> yep. So it's not that. Mm-hmm. It's right. really just about our bodies. So, so dudes, what can we, what, what can you, what can you do? What can the dudes well, do? Well, you can... You can send us, you can go to the store and buy some pads, tampons, cups, and send them to Admiral Bird. The address is 2600 California Avenue, Southwest, Seattle, Washington, 98116. There will be a link in in the <laughs> so show as well. there's that. Um, or you can just go buy some and just take them to your local like food bank or shelter or whatever is near yeah. you. Just like make it a part of your thing to, to buy some and drop them off. You don't have yeah. to send them to us. And don't yeah. send this your girlfriend to buy them. No, you should do you it. You go do it. You go because do that it. is a tiny revolution when you go through that and have, because you're going to have feelings. You're going to have gonna feelings. You're going to have feelings. Yes. And I just invite you to have Absolutely. those feelings. I had and those just feel feelings them. right before I came and met you. Like <laughs> I said, I bought some at the 7 Eleven and I'm not going to, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I was, uh, you know, I thought. I thought it would be different. I thought I was like, I'm woke. Yeah. I can go buy some <laughs> tampons. But I get to the 7-Eleven and I walk in and there's two, you know, you know, young early 20s guys standing right in the door, you know, two dudes behind the checking stand. And here I am, the lumberjack looking guy. And I walk up with these rainbow, th- you know, these, <laughs> these, these, color, yeah, these colorful <laughs> boxes that, that stand out. Everybody knows what they are. And, yeah. you know, I did it and I wasn't like freaking out about it. But I will admit that I did feel some discomfort that I didn't think was going to be there. Yeah. So there is something there, you know, yeah. and but if I do that three or four more times, I'm not going to feel that yeah. anymore. Well and that's the that's the important thing, I think. Because all that is is judgment. We're concerned about being judged about yeah. what we're doing. Oh, and when I said it on the counter, the one of the guys behind the one of the, the cashiers, he looked down at it and kind of looked at me with like this like wry like crinkling <laughs> eyebrow <laughs> smile and it and I couldn't tell if he was kind of like, "Oh, sorry, dude," or if he was like, "What the fuck are you doing behind me?" Yeah, you, you know, just like lost <laughs> like three masculinity <laughs> points. Yeah, yeah. So I, there was definitely something He's like, like that. He's like, "Ding ding ding." Oh, uh-huh. you're down to two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there, there's something, but but the more people who do it, the less weird that will become, and um, yeah. I and it's like a super like woo woo hippie feeling. Is when you go to the store, 
and you buy them, I feel like you're like giving a tiny blessing <laughs> to these like little things. And then the tampons are like these little love bullets that are going out and traveling <laughs> into these vaginas that need a little love bullet. I'm you so know, happy like that I really just feel like they're like blessed yes. with this. Like then they come to me and I'm like, oh, hey, babies, and like go, go do your go, part, go plug it up, <laughs> plug it up oh. there and here and everywhere. Yeah, that's perfect because my uh, there there's actually there's been jokingly a section of the show that uh, people call hippie shit because I sometimes <laughs> get into talking about meditation and I think yeah. some of the medicines are like, all right, shut up. Um, yes, Hannah? Oh. Oh, oh yeah, Uh-oh. sorry. Oh. <laughs> Wait, there's three cars? Because we have two I cars. Oh, <laughs> I see. <laughs> we, we triple, double park. All sorry. right, well, let's, par- let's pause real quick because I want to I wanna do a close up. Okay. Uh, all right, parking crisis averted <laughs> for now. Um, so we'll do a speed round. We haven't even talked about why it's called one million tampons. Why is it called one million tampons? Oh well, tampons. Well, we're gonna we're collecting one million. Mm-hmm. And so that's tam- the ultimate goal. Yes, that is the ultimate goal. Yes. And then we chose tampons because a we asked Youth Care what they needed most, and that was like guys like pads, tampons, what, and they said tampons. Mm-hmm. And then um, also, it's, tampons are not something else. Mm-hmm. When we talk about it, we're like, you're brought right to what, <laughs> there's yeah. no like, yeah, there's not, not really yeah, or pads or period mm-hmm. or like all these other things. It's like a tampon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is what it is. And so I feel like it just is really succinct in that getting to the point mm-hmm. and just reconnecting that whole tampon thing. When we do distribute tampons, it's because we have to think about what is easily accessible and yeah. where someone can uh, use discretion uh, while being out on the street. Mm, yeah, yeah. You okay, know, so if you don't you have don't underwear, have you can wear a tampon. Yeah, if you don't you have know, a bathroom. Don't have a bathroom. Like a way to get clean. Yep. So, okay. so things of that nature. Okay, and how long have you been doing it and how many have you collected so far? Okay, so we've been doing it for a little bit over a year now. We just had our anniversary party this past February. Yes. And number we've donated... Is about 120,000. 120,000 yes, in a year. That's great. Isn't yeah. That that's awesome? That's, yeah, that's great. great. Yeah. <laughs> Have you done the math of how many people that could keep in supply for a year? Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. There is like an average of how many you use. Well, get back to me. I'll put, it, I'll, yeah. I'll put it in the yeah. outro or something. <laughs> um, and then the, ult- so the ultimate goal, goal is 1 million. Um, that could take a while, but <laughs> at this rate, ten years. Ten, ten years. years. <laughs> yeah, right. Like we're in it. But I mean, I feel like the first the first year, you mean you pick up steam and and you know, so so what happens when you get a million? Keep going. We we that's what someone we've got asked that question. They're like, what happens after? It was like, well, it won't stop. Yeah. Because nobody's gonna stop needing them. Right? <laughs> that's no. the, that is the thing about mm-hmm. a million is you're like it's just an ongoing. We get to be annoying and we get to keep <laughs> like coming up and posting our things, but we're like because. I mean, it makes sense because it is a thing that is forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. And Otherwise, if we stop menstruating. Hey, you know, yeah. it's the, the end, end of the world. <laughs> yeah, as we like know it. Children of men or whatever. That was I know. And um, Pearl Jam, you can get up on this too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, Eddie, I know you're listening. I know. They're in West Seattle. <laughs> yeah. I keep waiting for them. I was like, just post one picture with a, a box of tampons. I bet if, I, I mean, I, I bet Mike McCready is like so into community, especially West Seattle. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. So, yeah. So anybody who knows Mike McCready, hit him up. Um, <laughs> and then... Uh, is there an, do you okay, pie in the sky dream? Any like expansion, or do you want to stay grassroots? Um, we, I mean, we would like to expand, and I think we are expanding within our 
own brackets. Um, I think that's the joy of it. So we are expanding. We still are, you know, keeping our grassroots for sure, but we're expanding as much as we can actually handle with mm -hmm. just the two of us. And I don't want to have to make it where we need like a thousands and thousands of dollars in order to operate. Mm -hmm. yeah. So mm -hmm. if we're able to just operate within our own lives and not have to also drum up money to have like an administrator who runs this, right. like... And then it changes... Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, but that's it. So I just think as long as we just keep it small and yeah. just kind of, like, have everybody involved, because a lot of people, like, have, like, a party with their community and we'll uh -huh. raise a bunch and bring them in, Yeah, mm -hmm. which is awesome. Or they'll, like... The Girl Scouts up north, they're, like, finding them and finding places to distribute them and stuff. Okay. So and we I just encourage you to do it in your own area, too, really. That's well, right. That's funny. To bring, to bring this a little bit around to a, a, a modular synthesis really quick, yeah. there's a concert series called modular on the spot that started in la and people wanted them to to travel around and do modular on the spots around and they said just do it yourself so yeah. there's a modular on the spot seattle um and there's there's one in, in korea now so it's just if you live there you yeah. start your own if, if you want you just yeah. say hey yeah. i'm starting this thing yeah. i mean there is a larger menstrual movement going on mm -hmm. we are not like the first or the only oh. there's plenty right. of people out there doing similar things yeah. but we also like to have parties well yeah you because it's like really to have more of a discussion and, mm -hmm. and to like really and to go back to yeah. being seen and and seeing the homeless and wanting to be a part of the solution okay and we want to be accessible to our community we want someone to reach out to us and then we meet them in person mm -hmm. yeah that's mm -hmm. how we like to have it like us yeah, yeah. like yeah. us uh, having this connection <laughs> we're real we're not untouchable mm -hmm. you know and we want to keep that very cool mm -hmm. and then one last thing because i know you got to go waffles <laughs> Let's talk waffles. <laughs> waffles. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Karina, because they're Cause so we're, good. Because we're going to have a wa waffle party yes. soon, right? Uh, <laughs> June 9th, we're going to have our karaoke waffle brunch. We had it last year, and it was super successful. And so um, Admiral Bird just provides the waffles, and it's yeah. like 20 bucks, and it's all you can eat. And then there's a Bloody Mary bar, and you can, like, we just sit there, and we sing, and we eat, and we, you know, because singing is also, like, being vulnerable, <laughs> so. And yeah. while and while the, you're sipping on those Bloody Marys, getting that liquid courage, um, yeah. and I, I haven't told you guys yet, but I found two so i'm gonna do it so we found three different modular <laughs> oh performers cool. who are gonna come in and play some modular music while everybody uh yeah. eat, gets their fill of waffles oh and drinks some bloody this marys this might be the mm. pinnacle <laughs> of liberal weirdness this could be the very moment i was thinking the same thing <laughs> I, was like, I was like a waffle bloody mary brunch karaoke with modular synthesis yep. this is so <laughs> this is so everything weird. so, so weird. if you see that and you've been waiting for something <laughs> this We're is here. that thing <laughs> you've been waiting uh, to go to well i appreciate you guys coming over Thank and you. uh having this talk with me and yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And if there's anything else you want to say before we sign off. Um, can I say that we really, really believe and that we are powerful as individuals, but limitless as a community united. And that is my truth. That is Karina's truth. And yeah, hope that can become some of your truths. So yeah. Face your fears. Act locally. <laughs> Go to the places that scare you. Yep. All Thank right. you. Thank you. Yay, thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, listening to that. And thank you so much to Karina and Melanie for coming on and uh, taking the time to tell us about what they're up to. Uh, please go to onemilliontampons.com to learn more about how you can help. And don't forget that if you're in the Seattle area this Sunday, June 16th, uh, 10 a.m., South Park Hall, we will be uh, doing some really, really fun stuff like modular synth performances, waffles, Bloody Marys, and karaoke. 
Um, okay, without further ado, here is my really super weird patch I made the other night, and I call it Not Reggae. Wait, no. I changed the name. It was called Not Reggae. Now it's called Shreddin' Shrubs with a Z. Thank you. 